Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Then you've come to the right place. You're listening to the My Accountant Handles That podcast, presented by The Quantify Group, the podcast that covers all aspects of running the financial side of your business. And now, your hosts, longtime CPAs, Dave Ashworth and Alex Steinberg. Welcome to the My Accountant Handles That podcast. I'm your host for today, Dave Ashworth. And I'm here with a friend of mine that I've gotten to know over the past year or so. I think I originally saw him on an interesting video <laughs> that uh, I'm sure he will talk about. But I have with me here today, uh, Drew Carrick, also known as the Rapping CPA. So we may have him do a little freestyle at the end, potentially. Not sure. He, oh he told me to put him on the spot. So, so I can uh, put that in your head now. But uh, Drew, thanks for coming on. Why don't you quickly just kind of introduce yourself? A little bit about your background and then we'll kind of dive into some, some cool topics. Um, yeah, sure, Dave. Thanks for having me on. I, the video that you're probably thinking of and, and a lot of people who listen are probably thinking of is the public accounting anthem, which mm-hmm. was, the re- was really the video that, that put me in the spotlight, I guess, in the accounting realm, the accounting industry. And uh, fortunately, you know, putting content out has led to various opportunities, connections to people all across the globe, which has been pretty cool. So I've had a lot of videos that I put out since that point. Uh, you know, I, I worked in, uh, at Grant Thornton for, you know, five years, uh, from intern up through, you know, senior and then went over to Long Island university and I was budget director there for a little bit, but I always had that sort of consulting arm and that sort of business development and video content creation arm. So I was always identified to help out with various marketing tasks or recruiting tasks. And, uh, that sort of led me to where I am now, where, you know, I've, of course, when the video came out, uh, it led to other content that I had put out a much, a lot of it being millennial oriented topics about how to utilize, retain, engage millennials in the accounting profession, uh, in all professions really. And, uh, I, you know, I took that into speaking gigs and now I'm currently working on a project called evolve now, which is aimed at bringing accounting content into the future by talking about the necessary skills that accountants typically lack that they need to get beyond the technical skills. It's really the professional and soft skills. And of course I operate the wrapping CPA music videos, video skits, random tweets, whatever it is uh, on the side. Yeah, it's cool, man. That's cool. Um, so I think what uh, I think what will, will be cool about this conversation is I love seeing people in like the accounting space that kind of approach things a little bit differently. It, it seems like in many ways accounting has just been kind of dulled down and boring, and uh, it doesn't have to be that. Uh, there's a lot of really cool things and exciting things that you can do in accounting. And so I want to start by kind of asking you, you know, just the landscape of accounting you know, what do you, what do you think, you know, things or pieces of accounting that are missing or that we need to start doing more of in accounting to get people excited about it? You know, I talk to like partners at big firms and all of them say the same thing that the amount of people and younger kids that are coming into accounting is diminishing and there's nobody coming into it. And it's hard to find, you know, people coming up. It's hard to then find like new partners for these businesses. And it's, it's an important uh, occupation 
but there's not many people doing it anymore. So where do you feel like we need to kind of head into the future with accounting? You know, the, the, the biggest issue is, is really execution. I mean, there's, there's so much, I mean, there's white papers all over the place. There's so much thought leadership of people going out and talking about this sort of need for accountants to, to sort of move forward in the profession. I mean, I, I'm just one of several, one of many individuals who's been very outspoken about, you know, the need to move to remote working, you know, you, you're working remotely with your firm, uh, and have been doing that for a while. And, and that's something that I've been doing. And we, we're all aware of this. And, and, and a lot of accounting firms put out these white papers, and they talk about the things that need to be done for the future. And a lot of times, they even advise their clients of mm -hmm. what they need to do for the future. But then they don't actually do it themselves. It's like, you know, you really need to focus on your technology and updating it. Meanwhile, they're using an ancient, you know, auditing software. And it's, it's, it's frustrating because especially, you know, our generation in particular is, is sandwiched in here where we're trying to bridge that gap between these partners and, and the younger generation. And, and we know that this technology is available and the partners are like, yeah, 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 we're, we're talking the talk, but then nobody's actually walking the walk. So I think that's that's one of the major issues is that there, there's no there's no lack of information out there about what to do. It's just, you know, they got to saddle up, you know, as a partner of a firm and be like, you know what, you know, somebody had to be that that first partner that said, you know what, let's give equal voting share rights to the no, the new younger partners. That way, everybody has an equal say, because, you know, if, if it's always going to be the, the the longer you've been a partner, the more senior you are, the more you're going to be stuck to that older uh, sort of mentality. The second thing, which I think is really important, is the identification of the right talent for the right types of roles. And now this is something that I've been speaking a lot on lately, and, and I plan to speak more on, is the identification of the three different types of employees, which is very apparent in the millennial generation. And that is the technician, the manager, and the entrepreneur. And those are three different sorts of personalities that exist, and you need all of them in order to successfully run your business. But if you're to grow, and like you said, we're, there's not as many people who are, who are aimed at sort of becoming those partners. And the reason is, is because the cycle perpetuates itself. The person who was a partner was the one who just kept their head down, get, did the work the whole time. They became manager because they put, in, they put in the time. They weren't necessarily a good manager. They were just really good at whatever the job that they were doing was. But those those are the people that get the promotions and then they keep on rising up and then they become partner and then they hire more of the people that were like them. So you end up with all these technicians who are just head down, get worked on really smart, really good at what they do, but they're not necessarily the best at, at being managers. Occasionally you will get a technician who also knows how to manage, which is really good. And then even less so you'll find somebody who's also entrepreneurial minded, which is looking at the bigger picture. You know, and, and I put myself in that example because I, I had a lot of people say, you know, Drew, you would make a really great partner. And I'm like, yeah, but I also don't want to wait 15 years to go like have these skills. I don't want to just be the technician head down for 15 years in order to showcase these skills that I have now. And so if there's sort of a way to transform the way we approach different talent and, and cater the work towards the skills that those people are best, you know, most strong suited for, I think that's probably uh, the next best thing. And that is a, that's a heck of a breakdown, but it, it makes a ton of sense. You know, even working at the firm that I worked at, you know, you would see a lot of the the partners who really should have been kind of the, the entrepreneurial type drivers in the business who were technicians, like doing mindless tasks and it just shouldn't have been. I think the problem is, 
they've have grown to a point where they've experienced a level of success and it's almost like they they can't really at this point mess it up that much <laughs> that makes sense like they're going to continue to kind of get work because their name is there it's going to keep growing until uh, a younger generation of entrepreneurial CPAs comes along and says, no, we're going to do it different. And then that's when they're going to really start to feel the heat of it. Um, but follow-up question. So you mentioned that one of the biggest issues is that you feel like all of this, there's all this good thought leadership and things, but there's no execution. And I see the same thing uh, all the time. Um, but why do you think that is? Why do you think, you know, in, it just seems like in accounting, like people don't, want to change at all so yeah. why do you like why do you think it, that that is the case i mean so i guess if we break it down to like the the most fundamental level let's just think about the the general personalities of people that go into accounting for the most part and i'm no exception to this i mean i have i have lots of, of friends who even though they know i'm not your typical accountant they're like wow you are really risk adverse they're <laughs> like you just i was i was scared to climb over a fence because of like getting in trouble for trespassing uh, and, and, and that's and that's just like one of those traits that sort of exists. I mean, granted, a lot of accountants have this sort of like hidden tiger inside of them that just is like dying to get out. And usually you see that happen at like company happy hour when they just like totally like go crazy. And, and you're like, wow, I, I didn't realize that uh, that senior manager uh, could get like that. But I like it, you know. Um, but no, for the I mean, for the for the most part, it's it's this it's it's one of those professions that has this personality given the stigma that's tied to the profession, which is, you know, you have a good job, you have steady pay. Everybody always needs an accountant. If you go into this uh, profession, you're going to be okay and you're safe. And that attracts people who are very similar in, in being these risk adverse people. And of course, those are the people that stick it out the longest because there's nothing more comforting to a risk adverse person than having certainty about what comes next. And in accounting more than any other profession, there is absolute certainty of what comes next. You know, you go from A1 to A2 to S1 to S2, manager one to all the way, and you can count every single step that it takes to get to partner. And you know what it looks like to be a partner. And so it's, it's very much so right in front of you. Now for people who are a little more entrepreneurial minded, who are a little more open to those types of thought leadership and wanna change, those people leave before they get to that point because they they hate the corporate ladder. They're like, I, I want to jump and and hop from hill to hill, and I'll take the escalator, and then I'll run across and take the elevator. Uh, there's no there's there's not that desire to stay stuck on this sort of slow and steady corporate ladder. So you end up with more of these slow and steady corporate ladder type of people who just want to keep the ladder in place, leave it as is, and and stay with the way things are. So it. I think if those people can just even slightly, if we could do whatever we can to slightly transform their mind to being a little more open to, okay, yes, I got to this point through the old mechanism, the old way, but there's got to be a way that we can sort of portray to them of why it's necessary to sort of open your mind to alternative routes to get there. And that's how it can start. Let those new thought leaders in to start transforming. Yeah, I think we have to have those conversations and try to get people kind of on board with that or else not not much is going to change we're just going to kind of keep doing the same old things and you're going to have people that are just like you said just grinding it out for for years kind of work up and then continue to just hire people that are like them and and not much is going to change and then the people that 
are, you know, do kind of have these other thoughts or just kind of go, going to go out and do their own things. It seems like, um, I mean, I know that's what, what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to do things different. Um, I feel like we've talked a lot about, you know, kind of some, some, I don't want to say bad things, but just ways that things could become better in accounting. But, you know, what would you say to somebody to kind of inspire them or make them feel excited about joining accounting? Because like we, like we talked about before, there is good things about accounting. So like, what would you say to somebody to kind of encourage people to, hey, this is a route that you can go and have success and actually really enjoy doing it. I mean, I love what I do. Like, I love what I do every day. So there is ways to do it. Yeah, I, I love talking to college kids. I was one of my favorite activities to do when I was working at, uh, in public accounting. And I even did that for my college to recruit high school students to come to my college. It was just, it was one of those fun activities because you see like the youth, you know, they have every option in front of them. And I, and I like to be that example that they can see of somebody who's like fun, like, yeah, he's on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and he's doing any, he, any, he, and he has like a personality. Like I don't have to just be presumed that I'm going to be some sort of one of these negative stereotypes like we talk about. Um, and, and I think it's, it's highlighting the cases and showing, and again, this is why I'm making this big push for, for new accounting content. It's highlighting and showing interesting people, different things that you can do with your degree, you know, whether you get your CPA or not, but, but the CPA exam as a, as a, as a baseline opens the door for so many different avenues. And it's, and it's beyond just the auditing and beyond just the tax. And of course, now we have this big push into advisory, but you can really, it, it's highlighting the different places that you can go with an accounting degree and just having that as the baseline. It's like, and I, I always say, accounting is like the language that businesses speak. So once you learn the language, you can really go into any, into any area. And the thing is, people respect CPAs. Like they just think, oh, you're a number guy. You're, you're pretty smart. Oh, you like math. Like you must be pretty smart. Right. And, you know, obviously you have people all over the spectrum uh, with, with how smart or how not smart they are. Uh, but the, this idea that you can take that degree and, and do a lot of different things with it is, is I think the most, the most important thing and, and highlight those, those more glamorous and more fun examples and say like, it's, it's on you. You, you have a world of opportunity in front of you. Yeah. Education is huge. I remember when I was in college coming out, uh, all anybody ever talked about, including all the professors was like, just try to get into the big four. Like that's all everybody yeah. talked about. And it was like, that's all you knew audit and tax in the big four. And like, you know, even if you could you get into a smaller firm, like it was just all about the big four. Uh, and I just felt like that turned a lot of people off. There were so many other things you could be doing with accounting than that uh that's all everybody talked about and that's just not that's just gonna discourage so many people from going into it and and that's probably a, a decent route for a lot of people obviously they employ a lot of people and it's good job good pay like pretty safe but there's a lot of other things that you can do with this uh and so the education piece is definitely definitely huge um yeah so this past year obviously has been nuts to say the least and I think it's changed the landscape of just a lot of business and the way businesses operate in general. And I feel like businesses had to kind of adapt to things, obviously a lot more remote work and uh, using different solutions for things. So how has that kind of changed how CPAs fit into that? 
Uh, and also, you know, what type of things should accounts be doing to um, kind of adapt to what has happened this past year that's probably going to be around and all these changes are going to be around for, for quite a while, if not indefinitely? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's sort of like a survival of the fittest type of, type of year. And, you know, even if people were just like hanging on for dear life to get through last year, 2020, you know, it, it's not like, all right, well, we made it. Now we can take our hands off of the, off of the roller coaster. And, you know, cause if, if you, you're the ride's still going, you know, it's, it's, going. It's, yeah. it's not over. So you can't just say, well, you know, we, we made it through. All right. You know, I took a little bit of losses, but now we're going to bounce back. It's, it was that, it was that make or break sort of situation where you either, you either adapted or you didn't. And, and if you just survived, you know, all you did was kind of like push off the question of, am I going to, survive or am I, you know, am I, I going to thrive or am I going to die? Uh, so I think, well, in, in, from a couple aspects, you know, CPAs became a huge, I, because of the PPP, because of the, all the loans, the stimulus package, there's so many questions, the tax, you know, tax day getting pushed back. Uh, accounts really like, I feel like had the opportunity to come into the, the spotlight and, and a lot of accounts rose to the occasion and they were informing the public and they were, they were, being those thought leaders that the public needed us to be. And I think that was a great step in the right direction to, to sort of say, hey, suddenly accounting became kind of cool because everybody had a question <laughs> about accounting. True. You know, as sad as events like you know, Enron are, it, those are the types of uh, events and occurrences that like give accounts a new, and it happens like every 10 years, there's like a new event that puts accountants back in the spotlight and everybody wants to know like, what do we do? And, and that's the opportunities that accountants sort of need to take advantage of in order to use that as, a, as an opportunity to sort of like pivot the way people view accountants and think about them. And, and so, you know, it's no longer optional to make those changes. I mean, I said this six months ago, eight months ago, other people have been saying it two years ago. It's no longer optional to make the changes and to adapt and become the firm of the future. You utilize technology, incorporate the modern work culture, go remote, be uh, more digital and virtual. It's, you know, and, and now, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you've been calling doomsday for a while and then finally like doomsday hit. And so <laughs> there's no, there's no like gracious way to put it, but it's, it's either, you know, take, take all that you learned, use the, use what happened as that, that sort of event that forces you in your mind to rationalize. If that's what needs to happen, now you have to rationalize investing in the technology that's going to support a virtual workforce. You have to look, and, and for accountants at the very basic level, like look at the bottom line, like in, and, and project, try to not just look la at last year, but look forward and think about what is, if this, this trend is not going to go away, it's going to continue. So Either I'm going to stop that trend and, and turn it around by whatever means possible. And at this point, like there is no, there, the risk is gone. I mean, like your risk is, is going out of business. So, so to help the people with who have that risk adverse sort of personality, it's like, look, it's make or break. It's time to go, time to go all in. Uh, Cause there's really the alternative is, is zero anyway. So right, right. nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a byproduct of it all too has, uh, in a way kind of elevated some of the accountants that really do a good job are able to adapt or to, to be there for their clients to provide that thought leadership when it was most necessary. 
And almost like the ones that we talked about that just aren't willing to change, do anything different. It almost like exposed them for that in a way like, oh, well, you're not willing to do anything remote or you're not willing to speak to something that you don't, yeah, you just, you know, you kind of do things the way that you've done, uh, almost exposed them and elevated people that were willing to do that. Um, which is not necessarily a, a bad thing either, you know, getting good people to, to help other people. And, um, so it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, it was an interesting year. It'll be interesting to kind of see how it all plays out over the next, you know, three to five years in our, in our profession. Mm-hmm. Cause I do think that there's just a lot of changes that have to be made and have been kind of forced on, on all of us. Um, I personally love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people that probably uh, don't as much, but that's okay. Yeah, I would say, I would say that we don't know what's going to happen over the course of the next, you know, four or five years, right? I mean, last year we thought we knew what was going to happen in 2020. <laughs> we had no clue. Um, 2021, I would expect the same thing. And then several years, you know, there on out as the world sort of adapts, changes, uh, you know, exponential technology, exponential, eh, exponential technological changes and, and that yeah. type of stuff. So, so what, what can you do when you can't predict the future? Well, you can put yourself in a position to be, just have the shell of being able to, to adapt. You know, it's, you don't have to say, well, I know that we're going to face a, a hurricane or a tsunami. Either way, you can just reinforce the house just to make sure that like, regardless of what comes, you're going to be able to survive at your, and, and it's, it's sort of like flexing your muscle. You're, you're not sure when you're going to need to be able to pick something heavy up, but you could still go to the gym and train that way in the event that you have to pick something heavy up, like you're prepared for it. So it's, it's sure. really crafting and shifting and just, just being ready to adapt as needed uh, is the best key of advice that I could say. No, that's perfect. Yeah. It's just, it's just building your own insurance, right? Like insurance yeah. is having something uh, just in case. Right. And, and I think this last year has taught us all that that just in case can happen. Uh, it happened. Right. Yeah. So building those insurance policies into your business uh, just to be ready, just in case uh, is important. So um, anything else? I have one final question, but anything else related to kind of our conversation here um, or anything that you you know think you would want to share related to kind of uh, where our discussion's been going before we wrap? No, you know, I just, you know, on that, on that last point, I just think about, you know, you, and what we talked about over the course of the whole thing is what do you, what does it take to get these leaders to like actually act? And, and, and that comes down to the people who are in positions of, you know, they're working their way up and they see that change needs to happen. Well, what can you do about it? you have to understand the behavior and the mindset of the people who are in charge. And that's where having these soft skills will help you to, to sort of shift and craft the way that they think. Cause it's, you're not going to just change behavior by lecturing at somebody being like, you need a change. Like this needs to happen. They're going to be like, Whoa, you know, what, what are you, my mom? Um, you know, how many times does somebody unhealthy go to the doctor? The doctor just says the same thing that, uh, that their mom told them. And they're like, well, I'm not changing anything about my life. This is just another lecture. Yeah. You have to come from the sort of inside and you have to be a little crafty, but that's okay because you're doing it for, to create that sort of like better change uh, in order to create a better future. So if accountants speak, you know, if, if the person that you're dealing with, if they speak you know, numbers, they only are looking at bottom line, you build the proposal that says, well, well, look what happens, you know, if we follow this trend, 
that's not what you want to happen, right? So then it's black and white for them because the accountants love that sort of black and white. You trying to explain like, but the future is changing and this, and you're talking about all these concepts and terms like they're not going to get it and they're going to be turned off by it. So sort of adjusting your mindset to understand the perspective of who you're, you're dealing with, that I think is the most valuable um, person and you know trait and skill that somebody can gain at this point. And I think that's where the main focus would be on. And, and it's just to tell them, hey, look, we don't have to invest in Zoom premium account now or whatever, but in the but we should have it like on speed dial that way in the event that it, that it comes, like we're ready to push the button as opposed to scrambling when all of a sudden that need happens. You're like, well, what can we do? What's our solution? But well, we haven't even thought about it. Well, no, you, you have it thought out. Even if you, you're not ready to invest in it, at least you're ahead of the game. So, right. Yeah. Uh, makes complete sense. Complete sense. Um, all right. One last question. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm not going to make you freestyle. I know you've been thinking about it. I know you have, I can tell, but I'm not going to make you do that. But I did have a question and I'm just, man, I just like to hear what other people's thoughts are. And uh, there, and this is totally off topic, but I think it's an important question for us to be asking. Um, I think we would all agree that like, and I don't want to get into a discussion about it. I just want to hear like a simple answer, but just the division in our country is just, is out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, So if right now, you know, every person in America could listen to you talk just in a couple sentences, you know, what would you tell our country to kind of bring people together? Because I think it's just something that we need to start talking about uh, to do that. because things have to get better. We have to start caring more for each other. So yeah. if, if they gave you a mic and America was listening, you know, what would you say? I would say that I think we all have the same goal in mind. We all want each other to have the equal ability to be free, to have liberty, to pursue happiness, to just live a happy life. Like the goal that we all want is the same thing. And, and, we've been convinced and deceived and, and misled to believe that we don't all want the same thing. But I think at the end of the day, everybody, for the most part, almost everybody really wants the same thing for themselves and for everybody else. And so if we stop arguing over, you know, a thing, in thinking that we're not in agreement, and then we start to focus on where we differ is, is how do we get to that point? Yes. Then we can have the productive conversations that need to be had and if we do it from the standpoint of understanding each other's perspective, uh, you know, what is it that caused you to have your opinion in this way? And you sort of backtrack to that, that internal route. I think perspective is like my buzzword of the year. It's really not just understanding someone else's opinion, but understanding a perspective because the, the perspective that got them to that opinion is what we need to get at that fundamental root. Yeah. Um, and that's how we can, we can start to to work together. Yeah, I love it, man. That's awesome. Having that foundation of we're all kind of after the same thing, just through different routes. Uh, I mean, that makes a ton of sense. And then if we have that foundation, then we can have meaningful conversations instead of just focusing on our different routes and forgetting that we all kind of want the same thing. Yeah. Um, I, I really think that that's good, man. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap here? No, I mean, you know, it's petty cash. I'm taking out the trash. I'm looking at the future, forgetting about the past. There we go. Threw it in anyway. I love it. I love it. (laughs) 
Uh, so real quick, how can people get in touch with you? What type of things are you looking to get into? Where can people find you on different social media, stuff like that? So I am at the wrapping CPA on all social media platforms, uh, uh, across the board, every social media platform, it's at the wrapping CPA and, and the wrapping CPA.com. So I'm, I'm, always open to collaborations. If anybody has a cool a concept for a, a video skit or a short uh, that's accounting related or business related, or they just think would be appreciated by everyone in the industry. Uh, if there's any other rappers out there that want to do a collab, I'm, I'm down with that as well. Uh, you know, always looking for ideas and, and uh, uh, any way to share the, the thought leadership ideas that I kind of have. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you jumping on and chatting with me for a little bit. Um, look forward to kind of seeing some of the things that, that you have going on in the future. And I just appreciate your, uh, just your approach to accounting and the way that you're, uh, trying to bring just some different thoughts and ideas that I think are just super important for the future of our profession. So I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate uh, you having me on too. And glad I could, uh, could share this time. For sure. Well, thank you everybody for listening and for hopping on here today. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, continue to like us on Facebook and LinkedIn. We post new video content, podcasts, written articles every single week. Thank you guys again for your support. We'll talk to you in the next one. Thanks for listening to the My Accountant Handles That podcast. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on LinkedIn at The Quantify Group for more awesome content related to running the financial side of your business. We'll talk to you in the next one.